everybody. It is great to be here one more time today. And my name is Gary Fowler, and I am the CEO, president, and founder of GSD Get You Done Venture Studios and Premier AI and Quantum Venture Studio located in the heart of Silicon Valley. We believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunities are not. So with that, I have an incredible guest today. I'd like to introduce Lubos. Lubos is a serial entrepreneur. He's a 3D vision guy. He loves running Sane Zoo. It's a deep tech company that delivers flexible machine vision and robotic solutions. These are based on leading edge machine learning, advanced image analysis, and electronics designed in-house by his team. So he's addressing issues like 3D picking, inspection, robotic guidance, and the key to building the manufacturing 4.0 or a flexible factory. So with that, I'd like to bring Lubos on board. Hi Lubos, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Gary, for the nice introduction. Sure, now, I have a question for you. Why in the world did you go to Denison High School? in texas <laughs> i wonder how how this uh how did you dig it out yeah uh very nice um it was a very nice um, years of um, exchange program uh in the, in the old days uh, many years ago i don't even want to tell you how many how many decades it was well, I think it was 1992 to 1993, wasn't it? That's right. <laughs> yeah. 30 years ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That was three decades ago. That's right. Yeah. So, Very nice moment. so now when you went down there, did you did you ride horses? Did you did you look at it and say, boy, they got some real serious cowboys down here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, uh, they had very serious cowboys. But they also uh, they also had uh, jet skis on uh, Lake Texoma. They also had uh, uh, water skis, and uh, they also had American football. And uh, yeah, very nice days. Now, did you play any sports when you were down there? Did you go on a football team? No, no uh, but I played tennis a lot. Yeah, uh, oh, I was. Uh, I used to be a very good tennis player. And uh, I enjoyed playing playing tennis at the time. Now, did you go out and ride horses? Though, did you? You didn't do any horses. No, I did. I did all the uh, all the lake. The lake. Uh, now, what's the difference in cultures between the Czech Republic and Texas? Was it similar? No, no, it was completely different. Uh, and you, you, I, I think you know that well because you spent. Uh, uh, sometime in uh, in the old days, in the probably if not eighties, maybe nineties in in uh, in Central Europe. So yeah, no, I spent time and even up to two thousand and fifteen, I was there. So, but right. now, what were the differences that came out? And you came in, so you dropped down in this town in Texas, so you land, and what do you say? Man, this is way different. Than what yeah, of course, everything was different in terms of. Uh, schooling culture um cars uh soup, shops uh, of course grocery stores even completely different uh, things restaurants the food tex max of course uh, the yeah, big you know, did you do, did they teach you how to eat the hot sauce a really good 
stuff with the ghost peppers and jalapenos and habaneros and did you get into that and they want to test you and see how much you could eat yeah of course yeah and the and the two inch uh beef steaks yeah yeah they may they have real good steak there don't they yeah yeah and barbecue and tex texan barbecue and uh yeah it was ribs and everything it, it rips on everything so um I also gained a lot of weight uh, during that time, and um, uh, but I'm doing much better now. Yeah, so, so you uh, gained weight. You were over there, and what what was your favorite thing when you went over there and you you come in and and you look at the cuisine? What was the thing you said, man? This is really tasty. I've never had, besides yeah. a few inch steak. <laughs> well, uh, they had uh, they have this still have uh, they call it chicken fried steak. It's a it's a beef steak, uh, deep fried deep uh, beef steak like uh, like make a chicken chicken fried steak with cream white cream gravy, and biscuits too, and uh, some biscuits of course, oh, and and and, um, and fries and potatoes and whatever, and uh, and uh, if uh, I was traveling. Uh, Last year, a lot uh, around the states. Uh, tried to have uh, chicken fried steaks around the states, mm -hmm. and uh, I just had to go to Texas uh, to have the real chicken fried steak. Now, the... how was that, Lubo? You come down. You haven't been in Texas for a while. How did it taste when you grabbed that chicken fried steak and those biscuits and everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, completely different. And for some reason, no one else can do the takes uh, than uh, than uh, than in Texas. There, there is actually in in Denison, Texas, there is this uh, little little small restaurants. Probably from tomorrow, they will have a lot of guests uh, coming uh, from all around uh, Texas and Oklahoma to try the chicken fried steaks in the city limits restaurant. City Limits. So remember, everybody, the City Limits restaurant. Lubos has given us a five-star. Lubos, out of five, what do you think? Probably six out of five, yeah. Now do, they, now, do they know you down there when you come in there and you say, remember, do you remember me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, re they remember me, uh, but, of course, not the, uh, not the personnel working there. That They changed uh, in the three decades. Uh, they... Uh, they rotated a lot. Yeah. Now, do you still have friends down in Denison, Texas? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I have uh, several. Yeah. I have a a number of friends. Uh, some of them moved out to Dallas, Texas. Some of them stayed in Denison, Texas. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very nice meeting them again last year. And how long did you live there? Uh, I spent a year uh, and uh, then uh, some months later on. So in total, probably one and a half or two years even. Could you live there? Uh, <laughs> that, that's a tricky question. That's a tricky question. Yeah, uh, probably yes. Yeah. And you'd be eating a lot of chicken fried steak, huh? No, that's, yeah, with uh, double cream gravy. Oh, my God. That sounds yeah. great. And uh, yeah, so you did that, and then you go back to uh, Bruno uh, Bruno uh, University. How was it? So making the transition back, did you want to leave Texas to go back? Uh, 
Yes, I did. Uh, I uh, actually uh, explored a little bit uh, the, the the U.S. universities. I visited uh, some friends. I spent uh, uh, a few weeks uh, at the at the universities, and uh, and then uh, uh, with with the family in the Czech Republic, with my uh, parents and uh, grandmother uh, still. Uh, uh, in, in the Czech Republic and uh, a good, I would say, program at the technical universities, namely in the computer science and electrical engineering. I made the um, educated and wise decision to, to go back uh, for, for the school. Oh, and, that's great. and graduated after some years, I graduated from the Technical University of Brno. So you graduated in 1999. And then you go off to Philips Electron Optics and you spend a little over a year there. So how was it? So you went in, you started designing and coding um, in C++, right? Electron microscopes. What? So how was it and what made you to move on? So you moved over to uh, Phoenix. What? How was it working for a big company like Philips? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was actually, uh, that experience wasn't a, not typical corporate or corporation. Uh, and, uh, it was a, a nice combination of physics and, um, and, uh, computer science as well as optics, uh, and, uh, and a lot of design things. So, uh, I had a great, we had a great team and, uh, I enjoyed it actually. And, uh, I, I just wanted to move move on and try to uh, uh, a few more different things around yeah and uh, to, to work with the big data to uh, with the data anal analytics etc uh, etc et right so you went to Phoenix Southcare intelligence you spent a couple of years there a year and five months then you go over and uh, you do uh, work in Austria did you live in Austria oh uh, yeah I uh, I spent uh, uh, usually I spent uh, the, the working week uh, in Austria for some time, yeah, from uh, Monday to Friday or from Tuesday to Thursday at least. Uh, so uh, it was the early days uh, where uh, uh, commuting was not that uh, common. And how was that? So how was it living in Austria? So how was Austria compared to Texas? One thing which is very similar, and this is actually uh, what they call schnitzel. Yeah, I was going to say Wiener schnitzel. Wiener schnitzel, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Wiener schnitzel is not uh, beef, but it's pork or veal. And uh, it doesn't come with the cream gravy. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, it's, uh, and, uh, it's, it, it, it's a different meal, actually. It, it it seems from a first perspective, it's very similar, but it's a different meal. So you got your Wiener Schnitzel over there. Now I got a question for you. Did you buy a pair of cowboy boots, Lubos? Did you did you buy off? Because you know they like cowboy boots in Texas. Yeah, they like that. I uh, I just bought a cowboy hat. Very nice. Hat. Hat. And did you wear that hat? I did wear the hat. Yes. Yeah, and you would wear it to school and everything. I did wear it sometimes to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but, you became a real cowboy, huh? Yeah, yeah, but not on a daily basis. No, no, no. Huh. So then you went to uh so you went to IDA 
and you would do in a, you build a software development center and you did that. So what lessons did you learn going from project management to software development? Uh, yeah, well, it was, uh, it was uh, basically from, uh, from project management to, uh, to, to people management, to building teams, to find the right managers, to, uh, to build a management team, actually, that would, uh, that would work together. And, uh, and we would build a very good competencies uh, in, in general. So uh, it was, it was uh, also partially about uh, finding the and, and uh, finding the right team members and mentoring actually uh, the team members uh, and uh, setting up the corp- uh, organization, setting up the processes that, uh, are uh, necessary for running each of the organizations. And uh, many of those were actually team-related or or HR-related processes more than uh, anything else. Wow. So you did that. You spent about seven years there. You did uh, Lighting, which is your company you did for a couple of years. What? And you were doing the projects and products. So how was that after having, you know, having your own company and then going to this event ticket system company? How was that? Did you sell it or what happened with that company? Uh, well, we sold uh, some, uh, uh, yeah, we had a number of customers, sold them our system. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, we decided to shut it down uh, and uh, not, 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 I would say not scalable enough and not, uh, not unique and not, uh, I would say, uh, um, interesting enough. Uh, and namely, because ticketing can, everybody can do ticketing. Everybody can do, yeah, payment systems or banking or whatever. Oh, that's great. So then you did Barity. So what happened with Barity? I know you were defined, uh, you were doing the long-term product vision of this IoT stuff, and you're doing uh, building access control systems. So you did that. What happened there? Because you were there two years and two months. Did you decide yeah. to shut it down, or did you migrate into another company? Uh, well, uh, we decided to yeah uh, to uh, leave it dormant. I would say uh, so. Uh, some uh, some applications uh, the, the the same with the ticketing system. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had some difficulty with the hardware design at the time as well. And uh, I was, uh, uh, well, yeah, it didn't work as, uh, as uh, we, were, we were projecting for. And so what lessons did you learn, Lubos, as you're going down through? You've been around uh, 30 years, you know, um, with companies. What lessons did you learn? when you went from the um, uh, lighting to uh, Barity, what lessons were learned? So you had two companies back to back and, you know, one you, you shut down the other one's dormant. What lessons did you learn? Well, uh, well, I learned, I think two lessons. And, uh, and one of them is um, that uh, it is, it is, 
crucial and, and one of the most important things is to have a, a competent, loyal, and, uh, and uh, uh, motivated, and I would say enthusiastic team uh, that has uh, that, that shares the same vision and the same values and can work together and uh, and competent of course uh, to to have the product working and, uh, and and production ready and the other lesson was uh, to uh, to have uh, to, to be unique yeah and uh, uh, and that actually insp- uh, fuels me. Uh, has, is it's like a fuel. It inspires me, and uh, not only myself, but also the whole team. And if we can communicate, uh, not only with the customers and investors, but also with the whole team, uh, what are we building, and why is it why it is unique, and uh, what is the purpose of the company. That's very important uh, to do. And uh, this is uh, what I learned. Yeah. So I didn't do well at the time in those areas. And uh, so I concentrate on uh, on uh, on the thing that I'm doing much better uh, this time. Great. How did you, why did you learn Greek? <laughs> <laughs> I love, uh, I love Greece. Um, uh, I, um, I have a lot of Greek friends. Uh, I actually, uh, I actually uh, was, and I'm still an early investor in one of the Greek companies uh, that is doing, um, uh, yeah, WordPress, uh, manage, WordPress hosting. Yeah, uh, so, WordPress, that's interesting. Yeah, I spent time. My my mother's Greek, and uh, we spent some time in Greece too, in uh, in the Peloponnese and Pelagorbosini and all this stuff. So, been there. Uh, in fact, I was supposed to go tomorrow night to my Greek uncle's house. He was going to make me uh, pastizo and uh, moussaka and everything else, but I I got too much to do. Anyhow, that's yeah. interesting. So you learn Greek. You learn Greek because of your friends. Then you go down through and you start Sane Zoo. So how in the world did you go from Barony to doing uh, automated vis- visual inspection and part handling? How in the world does that happen? Did you just think oh, well, overnight, I'm going to do something totally different. Let me let me think about this. And and why, by the way, you say you're in Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati metropolitan area. Um, is it located in Cincinnati or is it in the Czech Republic still? Well, the, okay, so we found it, yeah, we founded this Sainzu company with a, uh, with a friend of mine and uh, with a, uh, a university pal five and a half years ago. And um, uh, we, we had a great time uh, on, uh, on one of the, uh, one of the projects that we did for hire for guiding vehicles uh, on airports uh, and uh, and then we said okay let's uh, we we love doing that it was a hardware and software product uh, and uh, we said okay let's do something together because uh, we will have fun again and uh, 
Uh, uh, so you wanted to do it to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, well, we, uh, Greek friends? Are these your Greek buddies? Is this all tied together with your Greek thing, or is this a different group? It's a different group. It's a Czech... Uh, uh, the, the, the Brno University, actually, uh, University Pell, uh, very intelligent uh, person, uh, very high uh, IQ. I, uh, I'm not allowed to speak about his IQ. Uh, and uh, but his, uh, Nobody's listening. Go ahead. It's, okay. yeah, <laughs> it's around 180. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I have a story uh, that... Uh, uh, is uh, with him and he he just walks in to, to take this IQ test and uh, walks away and he said no I'm not happy with this IQ test I found three mistakes and uh, uh, then I cannot I can do the tests uh, like that because uh, I just see that somebody else is making mistakes when uh, creating these tests wow that's great yeah so did he pass it or fail it <laughs> I think it's not measurable. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. he took the test. He got 180, and uh, and that's it. So now that's great. So you formed this company. How many customers do you have with Sainzu now? I think we have more than 10 customers at this time, and uh, namely in 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 the manufacturing uh, space or vertical and. Uh, those uh, some of those are very uh, very prestigious and big names as automotive worldwide automotive suppliers well known well, like who do you have yeah like uh, <laughs> uh we we work with companies like bosch uh zf magna and uh and yeah and other automotive uh, volkswagen yeah and other automotive companies, yeah. So you work with some of the... So what lessons did you learn? So you've gone down through and gotten these deals. You've got some revenue today with these. Mm -hmm. How business? Uh, I'm sorry, what, what is the how question? Is how is business? How I made the business or how oh, we how made is business? How is it growing? Is it slow? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it it is growing. Yeah, uh, the companies uh, uh, want to uh, automate as much as possible. Some of them, not all of them, I have to say. Uh, and uh, but uh, usually, uh, usually there there are a lot of things uh, that needs that still needs to be automated. And uh, and uh, some of the use cases that we addressing now with our products. Are really uh, are really the, the, the problems that the customers have for years. Yeah, so uh, they've uh, they've been trying to find a suitable solution for uh, a few years, and uh, they have given uh, given up. And now Sainzu is coming uh, to to some of the uh, some of the clients of us, uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, show them what we can do. That's fantastic. It reminds me of a cartoon song. I remember a long time I was again, here we are to save the day. You know, so St. Yeah. come in and you're like the superhero coming in. Yeah, That's great. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. What's the, um, you know, you like robotics perception, like 3D vision. Um, 
classifying objects and other kind of things in many industries from manufacturing to healthcare, from construction, agriculture, to logistics and automotive. So if you go down through and you look at it, you know, of course, you know, inspection is really important. Being able to pick the right product, the right place, the right time is important. Robotic mm -hmm. guidance is important. Mm -hmm. And of course, the whole idea is a robotic, flexible factory. But what is what do you see happen over the next two to three years? Where does Saint Zoo fit into what's happening on the planet as we start to get into this more integrated model, intelligent integrated model? Well, uh, yeah, and, and you said uh, that flexible manufacturing and namely the uh, industry 4.0 and smart manufacturing, it's something that uh, that is uh, that everybody uh, is uh, is talking about now. And uh, it, it's uh, on the agenda of many manufacturing companies. Uh, but uh, what is what I feel is very essential is that uh, in order to build a uh, uh, industry 4.0 factory or flexible factory, you have to have the components which are flexible. Yeah. So uh, uh, what it means is that uh, you have to think about delivering into the factories. Uh, not the, the machines and robotic cells as, as they are being delivered now uh, as a single-purpose machines or, uh, or uh, I would say, fixed assembly lines or uh, anything like that, but rather to deliver uh, uh, machines, components, and, uh, and uh, uh, products that... Uh, you can you can take in the manufacturing line and uh, and easily and uh, uh, flexibly and very uh, in in a fast manner you can repurpose them uh, or use them actually for a for a new use case for a new line of products that you start manufacturing from tomorrow or uh, you you change. Uh, you adjust to the new requirements that uh, uh, your customers, not the manufacturers, but the customers of the manufacturers needs. Yeah, no, I, I understand. And flexibility is going to be important. Modularity is going to be important. And being able to connect the world together is going to be important. Mm -hmm. We go from, as we go from 8.1 billion to 13 billion people over the century, and the needs dramatically increases places like Africa, where a population will go from 1.4 billion up, right? Fastest growing population in the world. We got to be able to have incredible, incredible um, manufacturing. We have to do it fast. You know, they talked about just in time, but it's got to be not just in time. It's got to be on real time, right? Right there at the time to be able to shift, to be able to remain competitive. So, you know, Sainz is doing a great job. Sounds like you've got the right kind of customer base. You've got marquee customers, uh, Bosch, uh, Volkswagen, uh, Magna, moving in those direction. But, the, you know, for all of you out there, the key is going global. How do you get the right marketing and sales and business to development and visibility to take it to the next levels? Sometimes you can have the right product. But if you don't, if you got that product in your garage and people never see it, it's just a product for you. Get out there, get stuff done. 
Go out and talk to folks. Go out and write about it. Become an industry expert. Go out and show how you can dramatically increase the opportunity. If you have a financial impact, show it. If you have an impact that's going to make things more efficient for people in terms of flexibility in factories, show it. But the, when it's all said and done, it comes down to the bottom line. So, Lubos, you're doing a great job. We're coming up to the top of the hour. So, closing thoughts and how do people get a hold of Lubos? Insane Zoo. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, hold of me on uh, best probably on LinkedIn. Uh, if you if you spell it right, uh, you will <laughs> you will find me on, on the LinkedIn very easily. Uh, I'm um, uh, I'm happy to connect with you and uh, and uh, and help you solve uh, not only the quality problem but also uh, the, the problem with um, the uh, availability of human resources and uh, 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 so many people missing on, on, on the job market today and so many open positions not filled in, in the manufacturing. No, you're, you're completely right. And we've got to go down through and we've got to use these automated processes. We've got to use these tools to be able to make better more quickly we got to be able to manufacture those products and we got to do it from everywhere so thank you very much lubos thanks for taking your time out of your busy schedule and to all my audience out there my name is gary fowler and i'm the ceo president and founder of gsd get you done venture studios uh, we'll be back again next week with another exciting edition stay happy stay safe and stay healthy you can see us at gsdvs.com and again my name is gary fowler See you later. Back at you next Tuesday. Take care. Thanks, Lubos. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.